it's about skinned, and so it was just, you know, the meat and bones and all that. That's not appetizing. And uh, Brooklyn walks out onto the back porch and looks at it, says, Daddy, that looks delicious. <laughs> I was like, mm, that's my girl. It wasn't because it was necessarily savory looking in itself. She saw the chicken fry on her plate that was at the end of the process. That's what looks delicious. It's not this animal hung up getting in the middle of the process. You know, and as we are going through the, the growth process in our lives, sometimes when you, you, you take a peek midway, it's not as pretty as we would like it to be. But we have to be able to see like Brooklyn saw and see the end and say, wow, that looks delicious. I know where that's headed. I know where that, where God is doing that, and you're, ooh, that's exciting. You know what, as we are doing this, the, you know, we could have had church in a lot of other places. We could have spent a lot less money every month, honestly, than being here. But this is strategic. And that there are going to be all of these empty seats, we're believing God, that they are going to be filled with people who are, who are hurting and out of church. We're not wanting to touch people that are already in churches and, and secure. We want to grab people who, have, who are disconnected. And you know what? As they begin to say yes to God and they begin to enter the process, you and I have to be able to look at it and go, wow, that is awesome. That looks phenomenal. That is beautiful. Now, does that mean all the stuff is off of their life? No. Does that mean, you know, they don't slip up and cuss here and there? No. It's, it's, things are still going on. Things are still in process. But if you and I understand that God always completes what he starts, that, he, that we're all a work in progress, then we can look at him and go, wow. As you stay committed to the process, that looks awesome. That looks so awesome. I'm so glad to see what you're saying yes to God. I'm so glad that you're say, allowing God to do this in your life. I'm so glad. And just celebrate every little step and celebrate and enjoy the process. I'm telling you, it is exciting. I love seeing it in my children's lives. I love seeing it in my own life. Going through the process and allowing it to go is so awesome. When we look at the process, the process begins with the seed of the word. That's where it begins. That's why Paul gets in the whole thing of, you know, how are they going to believe unless they hear? And how can they hear unless somebody goes? And then how can they go unless somebody sends them? Because the, the, it comes back to the word. We've got to get the seed of the word out there. There's all of this stuff hinges upon that. It all begins with the word. And you're like, well, he didn't even talk about the word in here. Where you, you know, Pastor Brandon, you're, you're reaching here. I'm trying to be with you, but he didn't even say the word. He just said a seed. Well, let's back up and let's look at Mark chapter 4, verse 13. Same chapter. 13, chapter 4, verse 13 and 14. It says, Then Jesus said to them, Don't you understand this parable? How then would you understand any parable? The farmer sows the word. He says, If you don't understand this one, you're going to get lost all over the place, buddy. If you don't understand this one, how can you understand any of them? You're going to have to stay on page here. You're going to have to understand this. You're going to have to walk through this with me. The farmer sows the word. The, the, the word of God is always likened into a seed because it enters in and can sometimes sneak in like a little, like a little <coughs> weed seed or something and it, it just, just blows in. My, my yard is slowly, these, these Mexican petunias are just 
expanding all over my yard and they're just beautiful in the, in the flower beds we didn't sow any of those seeds they just kind of keep sneaking over there and producing their own and they're just kind of spreading the word of god does that it comes alive and it spreads and so when we look at this the process begins with the seed of the word then we look that growth happens over time growth happens but it's over time. Mark chapter 4, 27 says, Night and day, whether he sleeps or gets up, the seed sprouts and grows. Man, I so wish, I so wish that you know, we could do this one thing and, and all of a sudden that full Christ-like maturity show up overnight. I wish it for me. Oh man, I, I, one time I tried to fast for it back when I was in college and I was just going to fast until I was just spiritually mature. And you know what? I was just going to, God let me know, I was going to die. <laughs> you know, you're throwing an immature hissy fit and you don't get mature by being immature. And uh, that's what I was doing. It is a process and we so don't want to. We, man, we want it, want it, want it, want it. Give me, give me. But it is a process. We have to walk it out. It's a, a life walking with God. See, the farmer did his part. And then, now at this point, he's allowing the soil and the seed to do its part. It says, though he doesn't know how. He, he puts it in there and lets it, lets it continue to do its process. It says, we must be patient. We must be patient with the growth process. I so want to encourage you, whatever point you are in your walk with God, keep going. Don't quit too early. Don't stop too early. Let it carry on. Let it move forward. There have been too many times in my life that I have quit too early and regretted it. That you just have to just keep on going, just keep on going and allow the process to work its way out. James chapter 1 verse 4 says, But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. That's the New King James Version. That's been one of my favorite scriptures for a long time, not because I like patience or I'm good at it, but just because I want to arrive to that place of being perfect and complete and lacking nothing. That place of where we are Christ-like as we can possibly be. Where we just allow more and more of him to shine through and less and less of us to muddle it up and get in the way. And to do that, it requires patience. Because it doesn't, it's not instantaneous. There is this dissolve between the two as, as I am getting more and more and more of me out of the way, more and more of what's alive on the inside of me begins to show through. And it is a, it is a process. It is this dissolve. And some of us dissolve through a little faster than others. But we're all in process. We're all going there. And then while we have to be patient with ourselves and patient with the fact that, that, that we're in process... We're also going to have to be patient with each other. You know, we're going to have to be patient with each other because we're, a lot of times, we're not going to be as sweet as we should be. And we're, not going to have, we're not going to be as, as loving as we should be. We're not going to be as full of joy as we should be. All of these things that as 
people who are full of the Spirit should naturally be being produced and growing in our lives, all of the fruit of the Spirit. A lot of times we go to check for it and it's not there. And in the, that deal, yeah, we have to be patient with ourselves and patient with each other as well. Proverbs 19.11 says, a, a man's wisdom gives him patience. It is to his glory to overlook an offense. We are going to have to be willing to just forgive one another. We're going to have to be willing to be patient with each other. We're going to have to be willing to celebrate the fact that, hey, you're still in the process. That You haven't rejected the seed. As long as the seed is still in there, as long as you haven't said, you know what, that's worthless. I don't believe in God. I don't believe in this Jesus thing. I don't believe that he wants to do anything in my life. I think this is a load. As long as you don't uproot the seed, it's there. And it will continue to grow. You keep embracing that. You keep embracing that. And that is what it requires. <clears throat> We do not have to have it all figured out to grow. Man, this was one of the things I really battled with as a kid. I was, um, I've shared with you before, you know, that I didn't want to even say my own name um, because I didn't want to do it wrong. And there were so many, I'm not athletic at all, not even remotely. And um, so, what, but when I would, everybody would be playing sports, well, if I, you know, if we were going to be out sports, I wanted to be good at it. So, you know, I'd sit there and try to figure it out, and I would secretly, you know, practice and, you know, and, and pitch in my backyard, and it was sad. It was sad pitching. <laughs> I was glad nobody was watching. And, uh, you know, because I would want to work these things before I actually went out and do it. I wanted to have it figured out before I actually got out there. And there's so many people who are kind of sitting on the sidelines of this Christianity thing and say, well, you know what? If I'm going to do this, I want to have it all figured out. I want to be able to do this and not have to have anybody tap me on the shoulder and say, hey, bud, you know, you might want to tweak this or you might want to pray about that or, you know, hey, you know, you, you might could be a little more loving or a little more patient with this person or in this situation. And they don't, they don't want to receive any of the, the correction or the instruction part of it. They want to, want to have it all down, have it all figured out before they go ahead and stick it in gear and, and go forward. And, uh, but the thing is, is we can't do that. The Bible says that, that the seed grows, though he doesn't know how. We're not all going to have it figured out. I don't have it all figured out. Honestly, I've not met anybody that has it all figured out. And the older you get and the further you go along in this walk, your walk with God, the more you're going to realize how much, how wonderful God is and how little you really know, but how powerful and wonderful and awesome He is and how faithful He is. And the trust part becomes more and more easy. And when you're trusting in Him and trusting in yourself becomes less and less and ultimately... That's what we want, is to know God and to trust Him more. That's what we want. You know, aren't you glad that there are some things that, uh, that happen though we don't know how? Aren't you glad there's the involuntary stuff, you know, of our breathing and our, our heart rate? I mean, I'm very thankful that we don't have to think, oh, take a breath. All right, I need to take another breath. Because we could really, you can, I mean, tell me nurses if I'm wrong, but when the people like go into like these, you know, they, where people seem almost dead, they're like, their heart rate is just very, very faint. Their breathing is crazy shallow, but they're still alive. 
they're still alive. We can sustain life with way less amount of breathing and our heart pumping than what we've got. We can just keep all, everything kind of functioning with a lot less. And honestly, I tell you what, I know in my life and most people I meet that, the, the, that if, it was, if it was something we had to think about and really achieve and push for, that most of us would uh, be like slugs on a bed. And we would go, just right before we died, we <gasps> and take one more breath. And then we would see somebody who was breathing in and out all the time and walking and jumping and, and doing all sorts of stuff that takes a lot of oxygen to do. And they would seem superhuman to us. Stuff we see right now. But because that thing is working on the inside of us, then we operate at a much higher level than the bare minimum. We operate at a much higher level than the bare minimum because of the stuff that just happens involuntarily. As we embrace the word of God, as we stay attached to it, there are things that are happening, though we don't know how, that bring our walk with God in a closer way. He, he carries us forward so many times, though we don't know how. There's the part where it's our responsibility and there are things we have to do. But there's also this part that the word works and it gets on the inside of us. And when we stay attached to it and allow it to attach to us, then things just change and shift. It says others like seed, like seed sown on good soil. It hears the word, accepts it, and produces a crop. We simply have to let the word stay planted and do its work. As long as we truly embrace it, it will continue to grow in us. It has to be embraced. This is why you can't argue anybody into maturing. Have you ever tried to argue somebody into like growing up a little bit? You ever tried to argue somebody into, into, into progressing? Or try to argue somebody into the kingdom of God? You can't argue them into it. You can answer the questions of a genuinely hungry and questioning person. That person can even be passionate about those questions and there can even be vigorous debate. But as long as the person's desiring the truth, then there's hope. But if somebody's just closed off, you can't just hammer it into them because the seed only works when it's embraced. That's the only time it works. You can scatter it, you can put it out there, but they finally have to do, they finally have to do the embracing Man, it's like trying to give a baby, you know, a one-year-old or nine-month-old, you know, carrots when they don't want it. You know, and they're locked up, and you're just trying to shove it in there. And all it does is makes a big old mess. All you do is you get, you get peas or carrots everywhere but inside the baby. But I tell you, on, on the other end of the spectrum, when that baby wants those carrots, it's still going to make a mess. <laughs> But a little bit actually ends up on the inside. They're going after it. They're going after it, but it still makes a little bit of a mess. It's not always a pretty sight. As we begin to pursue God and these, these people who are hungry for God begin to come in, it's not always going to be pretty as we're going through this. Those that are hungry, they're going to be wanting it and, and pulling it in and, and dragging it in. You and I are going to be pulling on what God is doing in our lives. And, and as it goes, sometimes it, it just gets a, a little bit messy. It's not always clean and clinical. But I tell you what, there's life in it. And I'd rather have a little bit of a mess and some stuff to deal with than have a life. 
and have everything perfect and pristine and there be no life. We're about life, being a life-giving church. See, the signs of life begin before it fully produces. There's first the stalk. <clears throat> it's the small beginning, and it should be celebrated. Around our house, we have this little thing that we do that uh, somebody, you know, makes a, a new step. You know, we don't, we don't give somebody this, you know, if they've done it for the 100th time. But, you know, as each kid, as they're kind of maturing and going forward and stepping up, then they may do something new that they've never done. Like, you know, it's the first time somebody had a, you know, had a night without any, uh, any wetness in the, in the pull-up. You know, that's a big deal. That puts mom and dad a little closer to not buying pull-ups. And, uh, and so, you know, we would just, you know, at that point, we would celebrate that and we'd get hold the kid up and everybody would do the three cheers and we'd say three cheers for whoever and everybody would go hip hip hooray hip hip hooray which you know when you got seven people you know it's it, it sounds good you know <laughs> it, it might not work with smaller families I mean it'd be a little not kind of anticlimactic and so uh, but with a big family it works good it's kind of cool and uh, and and so um Anyways, but man, I tell you what, those kids enjoy it. And did, were, is it that they never had a, you know, had a, a wet night again? No, but man, that was a moment. Yes, the first one. They all, the, they all begin with one. And so we're excited about the one, you know. Or, or they do something and they, they clean their room without being told. <sighs> yes. Yes. Hip, hip, hooray. Three cheers for that kid. That is awesome. And so we want to celebrate. Does that mean that they're perfect at it? No. But man, the stalk has poked its head up. And man, and that is worth celebrating. It's come up. It's germinated. It's working. Let's enjoy it. Let's celebrate it. And that's what we want to do around here. We want to celebrate these beginnings. Do not despise small beginnings, Zechariah says. For the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. The Lord rejoices to see it get going, that it's up and running. It's not just you sit back and reserve joy till it's completely completed. No, it's just back and it's going, it's moving, it's, it's going forward. Yes, God himself rejoices to see the work begin. Then we hit the uh, head. This is the dangerous spot because we begin to look mature, but we have not produced at this point. Mark 4 says, Still others like seeds sown among thorns hear the word, but the worries of this life, the deceitfulness of wealth, and the desires for other things come in and choke the word, making it unfruitful. See, we have to make sure that we stay with the program. We stay with what God is doing. We don't get distracted by other things. See, in that, remember, that, that plant is not dead that plant is still alive. It's just being choked so that there's no fruit to maturity in it. You do some weeding and you get rid of the things that are choking it, and then it's going to produce what it's designed to produce. There's still life there. It's just got to get rid of those things. It's just got to throw off the cares. That's all that's got to happen. And so we want to make sure that we do that. Philippians 3.12 says, not, <clears throat> not that I have already obtained all this or have already been made perfect, but I press on 
to take hold of that for which Christ took hold of me. That put all the other stuff behind and just stay forward with the process. Just keep going forward with God. And then finally we get the full kernel in the head. This is maturity in Christ. This is what looks delicious. This is why we stay with the process. This is why we walk it out. And so that we can be made Christ-like. Ephesians 4, 12 through 14 says, to prepare, This is about the, the verse 11 talks about the apostles, prophets, and and uh, all of the, the offices of ministry and whatnot. It says but to pre- that they're given to prepare God's people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Then we will no longer be infants, Tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning craftiness of men and their deceitful scheming. There in verse 13, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. That is what this is about. That is what the process is about. Is God sowed his son to reap sons. God sowed his son, and when we receive Christ, we, that's why we receive the spirit, that same spirit. Jesus, when he was baptized, and it was said the spirit came upon him. When we receive Christ, we receive the Holy Spirit. We, it is alive on the inside of us and begins this process to turn us in to the, the image of Christ. God sowed his best, sowed his son to reap sons. Not just a bunch of servants, not just a bunch of saved subjects but us as children of God that is what he's about we must choose to enjoy growing up being confident of this that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus he who began a good work He's going to finish it. Just stay with the process. Stay, stay hold of the word. Keep your heart open. That is what this whole thing is about. It's staying with it and allowing him to do it. Jesus took away the, the, the deal of works where we're having to work to be good enough. We now have the ability to let, let God himself come in and refashion us and remake us on the inside. Well, this morning that work can only begin as if you are in relationship with God. 